Welcome to the Athlete's Compass Podcast, your North Star for mastering endurance training and holistic health. Join us each week as renowned sports scientist and founder of Athletica.ai, Paul Larson, along with athlete, coach, and sports scientist Mariana Rakai, and coach and cyclist Paul Warlowski, guide you through the maze of often confusing training principles. Make sure your compass is ready. Class is now in session. Hello and welcome to another listener question episode of the Athletes Compass, where we navigate training, fitness, and health for everyday athletes. This is our second listener question episode, where we take questions from the Athletica Forum, from social media, and directly from our athletes and turn them over to our experts so we can discuss them. So here's question number one from Carlos Hurtado from El Salvador. After the initial test week, does the Athletica program does Athletica program other test weeks regularly, regularly, or does it automatically adjust zones according to the identified progress being made by the athlete? So, how does Athletica read the test program? How often should we be testing? Well, I'll take I'll start with that one, Marianne, if that's okay. And I think, um, yeah, so it's. Basically, when if you onboard onto Athletica, if you're an early user of the program, we what automatically gets programmed in is a test week. And if you are a if you're a cyclist, you're going to get um, like an like an FTP functional threshold power test, and you're going to get a power profile test. And these are going to be the key tests that determine your workout zones. And um, so, and in the running context, uh, including triathletes, you're going to get a, a Jack Daniels 5K uh, uh, maximal run test. And if you're, again, a, a triathlete and you're going to be doing uh, swimming, you're going to do a, a CSS test, a critical swim speed test, um, maximal 50, 50 meters, maximal 400 meters uh, time trial. Okay, so all those time trials and all-out efforts coordinate uh, a power or, or pace profile that really pinpoints your capacities as an athlete from the, the threshold or critical power model. So what is your sustained intensity? And then in general, what is the, um, you know, what, what are the other zones that fall from that? And we generally have a a five zone heart rate model and we have a seven zone pace and power model and we'll be talking about that shortly in in subsequent sessions um and yeah that's that's what we you know you can imagine you'd want to kick off with something like that because that if you get that data and that knowledge into athletica relatively soon that means that your training sessions are going to be catered to your ability. And that's the key purpose of, of that testing. Now, more to your question, Carlos, like when, does, when do those come back? Well, whenever you restart a plan onto a new, new event, right? So you want to, well, now it's time to do a marathon or now it's time to do a, uh, you know, a 5K or, or a triathlon, whatever it may be. Whenever you restart your plan, that's usually a good time to at least ask, should I do another test? And, um, and you have the option, the default is to do that test. Of course, you have the option also to not do that test. 
And um, for that, you simply tick, um, you know, skip test week. And that's, you know, the, one of the key questions we get from users is actually, you know, can I, can I have um, a plan without a test or can I get my test back? And, um, and yeah, and it's, it's yes to all of those things, right? So you just have to kind of go back and either click the, click the box that skips that test week if you don't want it or um, reset your plan to get that test week. Finally, one other thing I'll just mention on this, and Marianne, I'm sure you probably would have mentioned this too, you, because you taught me this, and that's if you want to have your test week in, you just have to simply find that test, save it to your library, and then you can put it in there whenever you want to retest yourself if you, you know, you think um, those zones have gone up. So I'm going to stop there and, and tell me what I've missed, Paul or Mariana. I think you got it. I think um, so too. Just to make sure that you you were talking about in the settings is that's where the the that information where we check the text uh, test box. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You you absolutely in the in the settings there is where is where you do that. Um, and then I guess the other thing, the other the other point that Carlos made is you know when will these um, when when will they be updated? And here's the cool thing about Athletica. So say you go in there and you do a a key set like a you know, something that's pretty hard, like maybe it was a short interval workout or, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, even if say you do a race and you record that race and sometimes, you know, you've are, that's where you really see your performance uh, displayed, right? And it sits there in your, in your device. And once that device is up, device file is uploaded and if Athletica calculates that you've all of a sudden hit personal bests for, uh, in terms of your performance, well, it re-updates that, or at least it, it will give you the prompt to say, oh, you hit a new uh, new threshold. We would suggest that you um, accept these. Would you like to? And you always have that option to accept or decline the, um, the you know, the, the recommendation that it's giving. And in case you're wondering, you, um, you know, listeners, what should I, you know, should I accept it or not? Well, you know, if you've done a, a, an honest effort with, you know, a, a solid rating of perceived exertion the, and the number is higher, then you absolutely should accept that, that new, that recommended change. The, the reason why we don't just automatically do it is, be, is because machines are prone to error, right? It's not, like, say, for example, you got in your car and you forgot to, um, you forgot to turn your, your stopwatch off. Uh, which happens from time to time, right, Mariana? <laughs> you see you laughing there. So we've all done this, right? We just have a total brain fart and you you start, uh, you, you totally miss that. And, um, uh, you know, you're obviously at that point, you're going to get a, an incredibly, uh, you know, Us- Usain Bolt type um, <laughs> sustained running pace. It's just completely improbable. And in that case, if you're prompted to change your threshold, you should, of course, decline it. So these are these are why we have those those safeguards on that. So I'll leave it there. Yeah, sometimes if you haven't run like longer runs or tempo runs, harder runs for a while, then it tends to take some random lower number like and then then your load becomes a little bit screwed because uh like I don't know what happened a couple of weeks ago. My 5K TT was suddenly a lot slower than it was supposed to be. Um, yeah. 
That's like, right. It was around 30 minutes per 5K. And then I did an easy run. And the load that it um, calculated was something like 100 something, which was way too much of a load just because my my threshold and all the intensity zones were now not accurate. So, That's right. So calculation of your zones is pretty important or the, or the loading is going to be off. You're absolutely right, Mariana. Yeah. So if you skip the test week, when you start with Athletic and you skip the test week, you're like, oh, no, I don't see the point of doing these tests. There's your point. Absolutely. <laughs> your, your load will be uh, way too low or way too high. for. So we want to do the test week. And as you have good training, you can also feel like you need to do the test week again or some of the tests, not the whole test week necessarily. Uh, when bike rides intervals seem too easy or the target zones seem too easy. Mm, good point. Um, then go back and uh, reschedule that test so you can get it updated. Great advice. Yeah, I have noticed that as I am returning to some health after my heart issues, it is adjusting often the athletica program. So it's been nice, you know, as I gain some fitness back, it has been adjusting quite often in, um, in positive. Sometimes it goes backwards and I was like, Oh, I, I don't accept those. Of course, <laughs> I just, it's like, I, I don't want to go backwards. Um, yeah, I've experienced second, those ones too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't like that. Our second question um, from Patrick D one, two, three, and my athlete, Gabriel, despite my plan being set as a high volume or a mid volume, is it normal that there are no rest days scheduled for at least three weeks? We had a lot of questions or we had several questions on the forum at Athletica about rest days and rest weeks. Paul, could you talk about how Athletica structures rest weeks and or rest days? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the the very first thing on this topic that I will mention is that if, you know, for if you need a rest week or a rest day, then you need to take it uh, very first and foremost. So, the reason why you might see less of uh a rest day structure in there is because one of the key principles that we know enhances your adaptation is the is something we call the consistency of cell signaling so the you know we all respond we're you know we're all a bunch of cells and our cells in our body um, they adapt to this signal or stimulus that you give them so the more you repeat that stimulus or signal the more we turn we change our body i think we've spoken at, at around you know previous episodes of the fact that our cells are always turning over in our body remember like and again red blood cells are a classic example they turn over every 120 days you get a whole brand new set based on the food that you eat and again so this is the, this is the body works completely like this you're a different person than you were um, six months ago completely from a from a you know a makeup sort of side and um, yeah, I mean, Mariana, you've got a great story about all of that, right? Like you, you just prove it, right? Like this is the kind of cool, cool thing, right? In terms of 
like your your transformation can be actually quite rapid. Um, so just never forget that. And that's the reason. So the reason we're doing that kind of uh, is is because we want that consistent signaling. Now, um, getting that stress just right is is just so key. So this is why for many people, they have a hard time getting around the um, getting the concept in their head where you don't go to exhaustion in a workout. So this is why we have like, we like to have like these smaller bite-sized pieces of workouts and not these workouts that totally bin you where you have to, like you're just in the bin the next day. We want to remember this concept that the best workout is the next, the next workout or the most important workout is the next workout. And this is why we do these, these repeated sort of sessions. Um, And again, all with a caveat where, if you haven't done, if you need a rest day, then you need a rest day and you should take it. And this is why you can move, click, drag, do workout wizard, delete, whatever you kind of need to do to get that consistency in your, um, in your, in your training. But this is what we know works best. We know this works best in, in professionals and also age groups. And there's a big forum thread. I forget who it was, but someone gave an incredibly, a very detailed testimony of this exact same concept where, you know, he didn't believe this either. And, um, but he, but he went through the whole process, did these smaller bite-sized chunks and, you know, with, with great success thereafter. So any follow-ups there, Mariana? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really believe in, uh, periodization rest weeks like the typical three weeks on one week off um although it can be easy for people to you know schedule something else in their schedule (laughs) you know knowing that okay my rest week is coming then then i can do something else um and from a female athlete perspective, we all have a cycle. And if we've been paying attention to our menstrual cycle, which I highly recommend either using pen and paper method or using one of the apps out there to track your cycle, you'll start to learn your cycle and the symptoms because sometimes we just feel really crappy. Um, and then I would definitely recommend taking a few days easy or even days off. Like my cycle, um, day one is horrible. And that's usually when I take a day off. If I'm Mm. like the cramps are just, yeah, not fun. So I can't get myself jump on the bike or anything. And that's fine. So usually I take a, a day or two off, depending my symptoms. Um, some women tend to feel um, like they lack pop. They lack their snappy legs like the week before. Um, and then just don't push it. Like listen to your body and take a few days easy. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe, Paul, you can talk to the female athlete study if there's been any, you know, findings how how women uh, feel 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we have any um, findings on that issue per se, but I kind of reflect on, I forget her, I forget her last name. It's a hyphenated Lauren Semple. I forget the last one, but basically we had her on the training science podcast. She's a big, she's a PhD researcher in this area from McMaster University in Canada. This is, this is her whole PhD. And when, what she said on on this exact issue that you mentioned, Mar- Mariana, is that you do just have to uh, take those days, those down days. She described it for the guys that are listening and they're still here. Um, it's you know, she describes it as it's it's like having the flu. It's basically a, like you just don't feel, you just kind of feel crappy. And that's you know, if your central nervous system is feeling crappy, then you just got to take some more time off. So um, that's the first practical message: just do what you're what you're talking about, Mariana. Um, on to the, the study. I presented a little bit of this in, at, in the Endurance Exchange Conference I just got back to in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I was presenting some of our data on the, um, um, what was it called? The um, Basically the, the menstrual cycle hormones and how they fluctuate relative to heart rate variability. And um, I guess the interesting finding is the potential lowering of heart rate variability, suggesting you're, you're falling more into sympathetic versus um, parasympathetic stress at the time of the um, luteal phase um, of the, of the cycle. So you're mm-hmm. falling more into the luteal phase and yeah. that's, yeah. So that's after ovulation before menses. So that's, that's kind of typically when you are seeing that increase in sympathetic response um, you know, what that means, uh, you could, you know, potentially could, you know, start killing things or, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure with sympathetic stress rising, we start to see, you know, a rise in, you know, um, whatever comes with the sympathetic system, fight or flight system, little fighting and flighting. Yeah. And that's typically when, when we experience PMS and want to murder everybody. <laughs> well, there you go. So there you go. So that's, uh, that's, there's an association there, higher levels of progesterone, yeah, the luteal phase. So that's that's kind of interesting. What do you do with that, women, in terms of pro- programming? Um, we don't know that yet. This is the very mm-hmm. first. We're in the first phase of of this. We're what we call fishing experiments, where it's you know we're just finally getting the insight into testing these kinds of variables uh, in the field. Um, but and just to be clear, um, this is using the Mira Care fertility tracking um, app where um, women will pee on a little wand stick that gets inserted into a, uh, a meter that can determine uh, four metabolites, um, things like estrogen, progesterone, uh, and some other um, gonadal uh, hormones. So I think, Mariana, you might have been a study uh, participant in that at one point. I, I was, but I think uh, my trip training training was, in dubai wasn't good my data was <laughs> yeah my data was more of a detraining than <laughs> training but uh yeah it was really interesting interesting study um to be part of but i mean if your hormones are going all whack the last week before period starts then maybe that's a good you know common sense kind of thing just take it easy and, then, and that's what I heard in the answers is that, you know, Paul, you initially said in answering the question, why, you know, if you need a rest day, if you need a rest week, take it. And mm-hmm. the program Athletica is designed 
so that there are a lot of small doses. So you don't necessarily need a specific rest day or rest week, but when you do feel like you need it, take it. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, health, I think we've, we've spoke at length on many other podcasts, you know, health, health is, has to be first. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just an unsustainable um, program otherwise. And um, if you're doing the train, um, you know, the no pain, no gain training, training philosophy, it just doesn't work for very long and eventually it'll, de- it'll derail you. So we know that it's just very, it's actually, it's common sense to me, right? It's just that consistency of the, of the cell, cell signaling that, that consistent, consistent training with consistent health is what makes the biggest um, gains in, in your ability to perform if, and that's usually what we want to do uh, in, in Athletica. We want to improve our, our health and that gets displayed to us and, uh, and our friends when we, um, when we perform. Question number three uh, is about the strength options within Athletica. Uh, Ashley asks, is there a strength option within Athletica? So I'm going to assume she's on a low um, volume plan. It's important for me to um, lift weights besides run, bike, and swim. And Green Biker asks, what is the right way to record strength training sessions or do they need to be recorded at all? So we had several questions about the value of doing strength training and how to include more of it in different plans in Athletica. Let's just, you know, we're going to have an episode about strength training, but Paul, you recently had Erin Carson on the Training Science Podcast. Uh, She is pretty amazing. But what did you learn um, from her about the importance of strength training for endurance athletes? Oh, I guess quite a bit, Paul. Um, she is, Erin is, is quite the legend. Like you name the, the professional and she seems to coach them, right? So um, the, one of the most, uh, t- you know, talked about triathletes right now, t- um, is it Taylor Nibs, is that her last name? So yeah, she's, um, so she's Taylor's, uh, Taylor's strength trainer and, um, so yeah, I, I guess the long and the short of it is we know quite clearly that it benefits you to have, you know, one or two or three training sessions that are strength based in the week. And the, if you're not doing at least something in that realm, you're probably missing out on uh, on a key component. And maybe it's because you know we, we typically swim, bike, run. And, uh, you know, we do that endurance stuff and, and you just, at the simple level, you need to have something that's a little bit of a different stimulus. There's a variety of different adaptations that, that might occur, but the, the biggest one tends to be this, um, this conversion of the, the fast twitch fibers into more fatigable, um, or sorry, less fatigable. So they, they, they become more resilient um, uh, in with more slow twitch kind of properties. So it's, it's technically it's the conversion of type two X fibers to, um, type two A fibers. And, um, we had Indigo Majuka on the, on the podcast, training science podcast. And we, we, we went over this as well. And, um, and yeah, so it's, um, 
from uh so you, so yes i guess paul you you want to have something in your week now what do you want to have in there well now again we're we're coming back to context we're coming back to the individual not everyone you know if you're if you're right off the couch and you've never done strength training before well you you know you better start really simple right with some simple body weight exercises just to kind of get us going before we you know we rock up to the to the squat rack and and these sorts of things right but um yeah you, you want to develop them you know the motor patterns sort of first of doing these kinds of pushing pulling uh you know squatting kind of exercises and then you want to increase the load that is and make it different than what you're getting as an endurance athlete when you run bike and swim. absolutely yeah like we're always going linearly forward and that's what we're we're really good at but if we don't do any strength or mobility sideways or rotational then we you know one day brush our teeth or open the door with our foot and (laughs) you know (laughs) we get hurt uh but like even from a female athlete perspective as well like strength training is so important uh because we start losing muscle mass after 30 and like I've always enjoyed strength training so I've been strength training since I was 14 with weights so it's a (laughs) a few decades now and I think that's why I'm still improving in endurance because I have the muscle mass that I have um but not everybody have done strength training and they don't know how to move they don't know how to lift heavy so yeah echoing what you said Paul is we need to learn the correct movement patterns before we start loading them with with heavier weights so we can't just take somebody and prescribed online lift heavy five times five reps you know that would be not very disastrous smart yeah Yeah. and that's and um, not just muscle mass we start losing mariana but we also start losing bone mass mass. and both of these factors are really really critical we want to hold on to these as long as we can um as we as we're all aging you know moment by moment um and strength training is one of the key factors that also increases our our bone mass because the bones respond by developing the you know the calcium phosphate um you know strength on them um, due to the the forces that we place on those those bones that's what drives the remember we talked about earlier the signaling right so the signaling of that heavy force and strain within those bones well the bone responds nicely by by grabbing more calcium phosphate around um, around the blood so that's yeah that's what kind of does it now um, on to athletica we'll see um, some very simple exercises on there and that's you know some of the the complaints by some, by some people, well, these are, you know, these are quite simple and yes, they are, you know, there are a, lot, a lot of them are kind of, you know, things like some pl- uh, single leg squats, uh, developing plyometrics. Plyometric means like you're, you're kind of, you know, you're landing and you're, you're developing like, um, you know, uh, when you're sort of dropping down and you're, you're, um, you're grabbing onto that, your that eccentric kind of, um, uh, Phase of muscle lengthening, and you know, again, it's like a, like like jumping down off of a uh, off a box. Say, for example, that's a that would be an example of a plyometric. Um, and these are just simple, so they can be done by just about everyone. Uh, and but you know, um, 
by all means, develop these yourself. Uh, you know, if you have a, a classic Garmin watch, we can just hit the strength um, uh, mode and we can record what's actually being done. It's um, how much that's actually re- uh, measuring the load is probably not great at this point in time, if we're honest. Um, but there's many really cool devices that are on their way towards um, towards impacting us in the future. So I just happen to have one here. This is one of the companies that, I'm, that we're collaborating on creating this. And this is called, this is, you know, this company's called Output. And, um, you know, basically we put like this little IMU on, on us, on our person. We can actually determine, um, you know, the uh, strain or a measurement actually of mm-hmm. some of the forces that are occurring on us in a variety of different forms. We can measure our balance um, I can put this on my squat rack and I can count the number of reps and record the tonnage. Um, so we're working on things like that. Um, we're also collaborating with Matt Jordan, who is uh, one of the world's greatest strength in, uh, and conditioners. And we're working on, with him on, on embedding some of his strength training plans and videos into Athletica. But this is, this is all going to hopefully kind of come out in the next year or so. Uh, these, these, these innovations do take a little bit of time. But, but hang in there with us. And um, some really special things in the strength and conditioning world are coming to Athletica. I know I've been for my athletes and for myself, I add a separate workout listing the strength training exercises, the goblet squats, the, the rows, and I'll add that in as a separate workout, save it to my library, and then, you know, assign that to my athletes. Um, and then using the plyometric workout from Athletica as essentially a warm up, as a mobility warm up to get everything firing before doing any kind of deadlifts or goblet squats. And that's been working really well. And this is, I mean, this is perfect. And this is exactly where, you know, Athletica coaches like Paul and Mariana are just so awesome at being able to individualize these, these types of workouts for, for their clients. So, you know, I can't, can't highly, I can't recommend these two enough if you're out there listening and uh, you need a coach that knows how to use Athletica, please make sure you hit these two up. That is all for this week. Thanks for listening and join us next week when we answer a listener question about what happens in our bodies when we train, but more importantly, why understanding how those adaptations work can improve our performance. For Mariana Rakai and Dr. Paul Larson, I'm Paul Warlowski, and this has been the Athletes Podcast. The Athletes Compass Podcast. Let's get it right. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Athletes Compass Podcast, your guiding light through the complex world of training for your endurance sport. For a deeper dive into the science, listen to our companion podcast, the Training Science Podcast, and check out the AI Adaptive Training Platform, athletica.ai. Thanks.